back. Thanks for joining me. If you guys are new to my channel, my name is Stephanie. I'm a life and relationship coach. Someone recently on Instagram DM'd me, and if you guys are not following me, I'll actually link it right over here um, to go check me out on Instagram. But someone DM'd me and they're like, can you actually explain the difference between like borderline personality disorder and narcissistic personality disorder? Because they kind of sound the same and they are very similar. So I want to get into other similarities to them but I wanna get into it in this video. So let's talk about the difference between borderline personality disorder and narcissistic personality disorder. I love this stuff because I think it's important to understand you have to learn about mental health and it doesn't mean that you have to like dive into psychology. Maybe you'll find it interesting. I feel like, I mean, I loved psychology when I learned about it, but um, I didn't wanna learn about like every little thing. You don't have to like obsessively get in there, but I do think it's a good foundation that you should understand psychology, mental health, you know, how you're programmed, all of that child development, like all that kind of stuff. It's a huge part of awakening to, oh my God, this person has this type of personality disorder and that's what I'm dealing with. So the thing with borderline and narcissism is they're under the same like cluster of like personality disorders. So let's actually put the cluster B personality disorders right here. So as you can see, they're in the same like cluster family of personality disorders. And so when that happens, sometimes there can be similar like either symptoms or characteristics in those personality disorders that are the same. And so I think sometimes that's where people tend to get a little confused because there are going to be similar things that look very similar. Um, but the way someone with borderline and narcissism will go about handling themselves is a little bit different. So let's get into that. So both personality disorders have a serious, serious wound inside of them that had, that basically says that I'm unlovable, that I'm not good. And now a lot of us could be walking around with the story of I'm not enough or I'm not lovable or I'm not, I'm not good enough or whatever. But the way we go about that wound may look different than someone with a legit personality disorder. Someone with a personality disorder has essentially, and you've probably heard this in other videos, they have killed off, quote, killed off a part of themselves. So you could be someone who's codependent, who deems yourself unlovable, and you kind of have that I'm not enough wound inside of you. And for the most part, I think a lot of us really have that wound. How severe that wound is, how much that wound actually takes control over our day-to-day -day lives is going to vary. So it's gray. It's not like black and white. I'm unlovable and I do this and I think like this. No, you might have that I'm unlovable wound, but you may still be able to hold relationships and have a great relationship, but maybe you just struggle a little bit with like trust or like vulnerability, but you don't sabotage yourself. You don't abuse other people. Um, you don't have a personality disorder. So with borderline and narcissism, they both crave supply in a way. They both need love. They both need validation. They need things on the outside to make them feel like they are enough. Borderline really craves the relationship piece, whereas narcissism, they crave the relationship piece really for what it means, what it stands for, and what they can get out of that situation. And what they can get out of that situation is going to be like a multitude of things, but they're not really craving like love and they're craving validation. They're craving I matter. So to them that equals love. 
Whereas borderline is going to crave that love and that void that they have regarding love. And so then when they don't get it, they'll act out in certain ways. So both are craving things, but a borderline is going to really crave that relationship piece that like I need to be near someone piece. And the, narciss the narcissist is going to just crave a relationship, but it's not going to be for that like love reason. It's going to be just for what that relationship can give that person, which is attention, which is look, I have an amazing person on my arm, which is this person maybe has some money from their family, which is whatever it is that that narcissist deems um, they should have or the way life should be. Because remember with a narcissist, everything's a competition. I need to feel good about myself. I need to be better. I'm gonna keep up with the Joneses. I care about appearance to an extreme. Um, I'm constantly playing a character. That person has absolutely no idea who they really are inside. And even if they kind of get close to, well, this is me, there's so much shame and there's so much guilt and there's so much like mucky stuff there that they could actually never be who it is that maybe they would really truly want to be inside because their whole life, all they've done is been programmed to play a character. So that's why it's really hard with narcissism is because people struggle getting out of these relationships because they can't grasp the concept that you weren't in a relationship with a true person. Maybe you saw this person, maybe you saw them at their heart space and you really connected to them or who you thought you were connecting to, or maybe you can see past a lot of that like BS stuff and try to like get to a person. When you're highly empathetic, you have an ability to do that. You really crave like getting to that heart space of a person because you want that deep connection. And maybe you saw like little bits and pieces of that deep connection with that person or that, or trying to get at that like soul level of that person, but they can't. And that's where I think people coming out of narcissistic relationships really struggle is because you're trying to connect and that person can't do the same thing. Number one, they can't do it with themselves. They can't connect with themselves. And so they're never going to be able to love you. They're never going to be able to give you the things that you really would want in a relationship, that really deep connection because they have an inability. Everything is a show. Everything is just, you know, for validation, for supply of what other people are going to think and what I think I should have and who I think I should be. They, they're not a true person in that sense. They're just always playing a character. And I think that's really hard for some people to grasp that concept that you're not really in a relationship with a person that was awake, that was someone's behind the wheel. Like no one was behind the wheel in that relationship. They were just playing a character and unfortunately that really breaks a lot of hearts with people and it's something that people struggle with when leaving those types of relationships. Now with a borderline, the key thing with borderline is again that real like get your claws into a relationship, love, I need attention because the one thing that they fear the most, same thing with a narcissist, but the one thing that they really utterly fear the most is abandonment. So that abandonment of I'm not good enough, because think about it, when you're a child and you experience abandonment, you don't have logic to understand, well, okay, dad peaced out because he was actually emotionally unavailable and he couldn't actually ever really be the dad that I wanted him to be because he was incapable. Because again, no one's behind the wheel. There was no accountability or responsibility for him to take control of like, why he is this way. Like, so as a child, you're not gonna sit down and have that inner conversation with yourself so you can logically understand the situation so you don't emotionally attach to the situation and 
take this experience as if it has anything to do with you. It's very easy for us to say, well, that doesn't have anything to do with you. It's about the other person. But even as adults, do we still take things personally? Absolutely. So when you get discarded by a narcissist or when you're in a really bad relationship with someone who's emotionally unavailable, do you take it personally? Does it affect your self-worth and your self-esteem at times? Yeah. So can you imagine a child experiencing these same things that doesn't even have the little bit of logic that you actually have right now? And so someone with borderline is still operating from that childlike space. Like no one's behind the wheel. They've gone home, you know, and now this person or this personality disorder is at the forefront, which is basically just a little child that's like begging for attention. And so whenever it feels any kind of abandonment, it is going to trigger certain reactions or certain levels of backlash that are really abusive, completely toxic and unhealthy. Because again, remember, you're dealing with a child. You're, and so the reaction is coming from that childlike state, very similar to a narcissist. And this is what we call backlash. So when you start to get healthier, stand on your own two feet, like you're becoming something different and you show that narcissist all of this stuff, what are you going to get? You're going to get backlash because you're showing them aside, you're facing that mirror in front of that narcissist and they don't want to see it. They don't want anything to do with it. And all you're doing right now is triggering that abandonment wound or that you're not going to give me what I want. That kind of selfishness, that level of control that's really high in the narcissist that maybe isn't as high in the border borderline, but they both fear the abandonment. They both fear not being good enough. So they're going to be the outburst that someone with borderline is going to kind of exude are going to be extreme mood swings. So this person can go from hot to cold, like really quickly, like the littlest thing could just trigger this like completely erratic behavior. And you're like, what? Like, where did that even just come from? It's one of those types of experiences. So extreme mood swings. So with a borderline, there's a huge, because again, that logic isn't there, there's a line of kind of like disassociation between what reality is, logic, versus what they're portraying in their mind. So any little bit of abandonment that happens with a borderline, they're not, again, going to be able to logically see the situation. They're going to just become extremely paranoid and disassociate and all of a sudden just give you this like impulsive behavior severe anger and erratic outbursts of that anger. So this is when they're going to tell you, they're going to just rip you apart, cut you at your knees, kind of similar to a narcissist, right? So, but it's not, the anger may, be not, may not be exactly the same. So a narcissist, yes, of course, is going to try to hurt you, but after they do it, they're just gonna walk away and they're good. They feel good with their life because they've transferred that I don't feel good enough or you, you wounded me onto the other person by trying to cut them at their knees. Whereas a borderline is going to feel that abandonment or feel or not like that criticism. Or, and again, remember criticism equals abandonment too. Um, they're going to feel that and that mood swing is going to kick in, that outburst is going to take over and they're going to keep like beating you down until you just like literally can't move anymore. And then when they walk away, they're still angry. They're going to like beat on the next person because those mood swings are just really, really long and super intense.
Now, if you're dealing with this type of personality, if you're dealing with a borderline, whether you're a family member or you're in a romantic relationship, I mean, most of the time, someone with borderline has a really, really hard time with intimate relationships because of this, because they oftentimes don't have control over these mood swings and they don't have control over these outbursts. And someone doesn't even know what they did or said that even caused this like completely abusive, you know, behavior that just happened. And now you're completely drained clueless to what actually happened. So it's not like you can even say, okay, well maybe I did something wrong. Maybe I can fix this or we can work on this. You don't even know. You went from zero to 60 hot and cold. So it makes it really hard to be in intimate relationships with this type of personality. Same thing with family members. It gets really hard to live with a cousin, a mother, a sister, a brother, where a father, where this behavior happens. And especially if you don't understand that maybe the family member has borderline. If you don't even understand that, then it's going to be really hard for you. But the minute you can kind of like get that diagnosis and you can start putting pieces together, then you can kind of like start to take a step back and maybe you don't take things so personally. And maybe it's a little bit easier for the victim to learn skills and strategies that will help them in these types of environments. So both personality disorders, probably more so the borderline, is really going to struggle with things like trying to balance that mood out, for sure. They're going to struggle with depression. They're going to struggle with anxiety. Now, just because you have depression or anxiety doesn't mean you have borderline personality disorder, but they're going to struggle with those things because they can't regulate their moods. So if I can't regulate my moods, then yeah, I can fall into a hole. So they might have a hard time holding down a job. They might have a hard time getting into a routine. They might, there might be a little bit of bipolar in there too. So with mental health, it's not just like black, white, it's gray. And you can have like little bits of symptoms in all of these different areas. So I just think it's important to recognize if you can, if you're that, if you're not that far down the rabbit hole of a personality disorder to be able to recognize, okay, this is something that I have and something that I have to work with and figure it out. Um, but a, a huge part is really taking the necessary action and steps, whether that's, you know, seeing a specialist, getting on medication, um, going to counseling, even friends and family that have to deal with these types of personalities, making sure that you have the support that you need as well to deal with these outbursts, to deal with this erratic behavior and making sure that you really have that foundation and skills that you work on within yourself to be able to handle this person. It's a huge part of mental health and for yourself is dealing with someone that has mental illness. So I hope you guys have enjoyed this video. I, in my videos, I love to just give you guys like the quick educational 101, you know what I mean? Like let's wrap it up, let's not make this too complicated because psychology and personal development and mental health, it doesn't have to be complicated whatsoever. We can break it down into real simple, simple basic terms so we understand this stuff and so we know what to do going forward. If you are interested in working with me, I always link everything down below so don't forget to check that out and I will see you next week.